Do you ever wish you could have a life do-over, similar to a makeover or a house renovation? A chance to try something again with a different result? Try Again with Monique is a place where I will give you my take and also hear from you regarding the questions and challenges we all face in life. You will either be inspired to try life again, over and over again, or make some really good lemonade from those sour lemons. Either way, I got you. If at first you don't succeed, try again with Monique. So last week, I talked about self-love and some practical ways that you can show love to yourself. Please go back and listen to episode 38 if you haven't already done so. I believe you'll find some valuable and helpful information within that episode. Uh, Today, I want to talk about a different aspect of love, and that is loving others. You know, we hear the word love used all the time. I love pizza. I love this movie or that sport or particular designer brand. You might even hear, you know, children saying, I love that toy or that TV character. Uh, So is loving people any different from loving your favorite food? Uh, The answer is yes, but not in the way many presentations of love, such as romantic movies and social media posts, would have you believe. Using the process of elimination, I want to establish what love is by determining first what it is not. So let's get right into some things that we might commonly equate with love. Number one, love is not a holiday. Hallmark makes a lot of money off of this concept. Everyone feels pressured to you know, spend money showing big displays of love through flowers, chocolates, cards, expensive dinners, and you know, sometimes demonstrative uh, marriage proposals. And no one wants to be left out. So some people try to find someone you know, to be with by Valentine's Day just so they can participate in the festivities of the day. So they can be someone's Valentine. People who don't have a Valentine might get depressed or they might even feel down on this particular day. But, but the question is, is what happens in or to the relationship after the holiday is over? I'll tell you what happens. You, you have less money. You, your chocolates are gone. You, you have withered flowers and the same situation. In other words, if you weren't in a loving relationship or a real relationship before Valentine's Day, you won't be in one afterwards because love is not a holiday. Number two, love is not Cupid. For those that don't know, Cupid is a Roman mythological god who is known as the god of love. You'll see him pictured as a child with wings carrying a bow and an arrow. Supposedly, those hit by his arrows become lovers. I think you can probably figure out why Cupid doesn't qualify as a description of of what love is. Uh, Number three, love is not a fuzzy feeling. It's not, love is not just about how you feel about someone or how they feel about you or how they make you feel. Uh, the tingles, you know, the goosebumps, the flushed face, the hair standing up on your neck, all of that is wonderful and can indicate an interest or an attraction to someone, but it is not love. Number four, love is not passion. This sort of piggybacks on the fuzzy feeling concept, uh, but passion is great for hobbies and careers, uh, but it isn't a constant factor in building or maintaining relationships especially long-term ones. And the problem with equating love with passion is you will think you don't love a person anymore when you don't feel passion for them in the moment or you don't feel passion for the relationship in the moment. Uh, Number five, love is not infatuation. Infatuation is defined as short-lived passion or admiration for someone or, or something. You can be attracted to someone, like them, or even be obsessed with them, but that is not love. 
it is infatuation. And, and it's really important to not misappropriate your intrigue or your interest for love. Number six, love is not lust. Lust is, lust really doesn't tell you anything other than you have a physical or, or sexual attraction to someone. It doesn't sustain or, or build anything. You may have heard the expression, marry or burn. Uh, it's used sometimes in, you know, Christian communities when people don't want to commit sexual sin against God. So they marry to avoid committing such sin. Uh, most of the time it doesn't work because two people married to have sex or they married based on a physical attraction. Uh, that bedroom relationship probably worked out pretty well, but once they left that room, they very quickly realized all the other rooms in the house require more than physical attraction to have a relationship. Uh, number seven, love is not a romantic movie. You know, the one I'm talking about boy meets girl, boy falls in love with girl, boy loses girl, boy realizes he needs girl back and he tries to win her back and, and does so right before the movie ends. Everything's just sort of wrapped up at the end with a nice bow. Number eight, love is not a social media post. It is not a picture perfect, same outfits, filtered, perfect setting picture where the guy is, you know, staring at the girl who is dressed beautifully and posed perfectly while looking at the camera. Uh, number nine, love is not a hashtag. It's not hashtag marriage goals, hashtag relationship goals, or hashtag, you know, couple goals. Uh, number 10, and my final one is love is not perfection. Or as I mentioned before, picture perfect. People aren't perfect. So love between people isn't ever going to be perfect. As much as we want it to, uh, perfection does not exist, not even in love. God is the only one who qualifies as perfect. Hopefully you're, you have or starting to get an idea of what love is based on what it is not. I'm sure those of you who, you know, have life experience in this area could probably add many more things to the list I, I just gave of what love is not. Uh, and C.S. Lewis wrote a book called The Four Loves, and in it he defines four main types of love, and they are storge, philia, eros, and agape. Storge, philia, eros, and agape. And, and C.S. Lewis uh, talks about in the book that the four loves, you know, often intertwine in there. They're really best expressed when they stem first from agape love or a love for God. Uh, because as a quote says, loving God changes the way you love others. So let's get right into to the, the four main loves. Um, the, the, the first one is, is storge love, and that is family love. And that is love between, you know, obviously family members. Some examples are parents towards children, siblings, spouses, and so on. Though this uh, type of love is not specifically mentioned in the Bible by name, it is referenced, you know, in scripture. Uh, a couple of scriptures, honor your mother and your father so that you may live long in the land the Lord your God is giving you. For this reason, a man shall leave his father and mother and, and be united to his wife, and the two will be become one flesh. Uh, number two, filial love, which is friendship love. Most, you know, it's the type of love expressed between and among uh, friends. And there, there, there are quite a few scriptures about this type of love. Um, a friend loves at all times and a brother is born for a time of adversity. A man who has friends must himself be friendly, but there is a friend who sticks closer than a brother. My command is this, love each other as I have loved you. Greater love has no one than this, to lay down one's life for one's friends. A perverse person stirs up conflict and gossip separates close friends. Do not make friends with a hot-tempered man. Uh, if either of them falls down, one can help the other up, but pity anyone who falls and has no one to help them up. Number three is Eros love, which is a uh, passionate love. It's, it's sensual or sexual love based on a romantic attraction. 
Now, the Bible tells us this love, uh, this type of love should be expressed within, you know, marriage between husbands and wives. Um, a couple of scriptures. I am my beloved's and my beloved is, is mine. Flee from sexual immorality. All other sins a person commits are outside the body, but whoever sins sexually sins against their own body. Do you not know that your bodies are temples of the Holy Spirit who is in you, whom you have received from God? You are not your own. You were bought at a price. Therefore, honor God with your bodies. And then there's um, agape love, which is love between us and God. Number four, uh, agape love is probably the most, you know, talked about or maybe heard about uh, of the four kinds of loves. Uh, God's love for us is really the foundation of this type of love. God is, God is love. God is love. And he empowers us to love others the way he loves us. Uh, a couple of scriptures. Love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind. This is the first and greatest commandment. And the second is like it. Love your neighbor as yourself. You've heard that it was said, love your neighbor and hate your enemy. But I tell you, love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you that you may be children of your father in heaven. Uh, the, the idea is because God is love, having and an growing in a relationship with him helps us with the other types of love, loving our friends, loving our family, and even, even romantic or, or sexual passionate love. His, his love for us, God's love for us is pure. It's unconditional. It's protective and it's sacrificial. Uh, God's love is really the, you know, the opposite of how we think. Um, there's a scripture that says God's ways aren't our, our, our ways and his thoughts are far from or very different from ours. You know, for instance, we naturally think I will love you if you love me. God says, love your enemy. You know, we naturally think bad thoughts towards those who, you know, don't treat us right or do us wrong. God says to pray for those who persecute you. So many times God's thoughts are the exact opposite of human thoughts, of our thoughts. That is why we need his help to love and to think like he does because his nature doesn't come naturally to us. We have to get it supernaturally. Christians have to love all people, not just our favorite people or the people we like. We have to love everybody, you know, including the person who rubs you the wrong way, who cuts you off in traffic, you know, that neighbor who just keeps on aggravating you and the people who, for whatever reason, make it difficult to love them. Love is also a fruit of the spirit, which is one of nine qualities that should be evident in the lives of followers of Jesus Christ. A couple of scriptures, uh, let us love one another for love is from God and whoever loves has been born of God and knows God. Anyone who does not love does not know God because God is love. By this, all people will know that you are my disciples if you have love for one another. You know, I always uh, jokingly say that life would be easy if it weren't for the people factor. Uh, but since the people factor is real and since it isn't going away, we have to learn how to coexist with and get along with each other. And a big part of getting along with the people in our lives is learning how to love them properly. You know, the people factor is also the human factor. And that really points to our start in life, you know, as really self-centered and selfish people. Think about it. Babies are the center of attention and toddlers have the me, myself and I thing going on. And then as we grow older, we have to learn or, or be taught to share our toys and our space and eventually our hearts. Um, as, as a quote says, what most people need to learn in life is how to love people and use things instead of using people and loving things. However, as I said before, loving people in a selfless way, it doesn't come naturally or, or easily to us. It comes through trial and error, through maturity, through experience, through teaching 
and through practice. Because if we all told the truth, we want to be loved, but we really don't want or enjoy the commitment and the work involved in loving others in an unbiased, you know, selfless, consistent, and unconditional way. There's a quote, real love isn't selective. You can't be loving in your church, but not loving in your family. You can't be loving to your friends, but not loving to your workplace. For real love shows no favoritism. You have to know that love may be complicated, but it works. God's love works works. It can win over people. It can make it possible to pray for your enemies. It can make it possible to forgive the unforgivable. It makes it possible to even love someone you don't like. The Bible says love covers a multitude of sins and it never fails. Human love falls short. Human love falls short all the time because our nature is selfish and our love is often conditional. But God's love is unconditional and it never fails. There's a scripture that says, love is patient, love is kind, it does not envy, it does not boast, it's not proud, it does not dishonor others, it's not self-seeking, not easily angered, it keeps no record of wrongs, does not delight in evil, rejoices with the truth, always protects, always trusts, always hopes, always perseveres, love never fails. Love is unconditional, it's commitment, it's forgiving, it's reciprocity, it's sacrifice, and most importantly, action. You know, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever should believe in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. God loved, then he gave. So love is not something, just something you say. It's something you do. It's shown to the other person in a way that they can receive it, in the way that they they feel it. Uh, a few quotes. Love is a verb. Saying I love you is one thing. Living I love you is a whole other story. Let us love with, uh, let us not love with words or speech, but with actions and in truth truth. When love is real, it finds a way. Love is not a feeling. Love is a choice. It's a decision that we must commit ourselves to over and over and over again and do everything with love. And my final quote, owe nothing to anyone except to love one another. Bye for now. Thank you for taking the time to listen to Try Again with Monique. If you enjoyed today's episode, please take a moment to leave a review wherever you are listening. Please also remember to hit the subscribe button so you can be notified when new episodes are available. New episodes will be posted weekly. Please also like and follow us on Facebook. Try Again with Monique is a production of GM Associates released under Creative Common Attribution, non-commercial, no derivatives, 4.0 international license. Remember, if at first you don't succeed, try again with Monique.